0: We want to welcome everyone who's here, first of all, and we want to also welcome people that are listening on the podcast, and we're delighted that you are tuning in and you're going through this campaign with us together. I know there's a, a, a group, uh, a small group, that is formed in Safford, Arizona, so we want to welcome you to, to be a part of us and uh, what we're doing here. Um, also, if you're at the Life Feed Cafe, we want to, we want to welcome you to, for, for being here with us as well. Um, I'm continuing the series uh, what on earth am I here for? And as I've mentioned in the last couple of weeks, it is a book that was written by Rick Warren, uh, Pastor Rick from Saddleback Church in Orange County. And uh, God has used Pastor Rick and Purpose Driven Life to reach a lot of people. In fact, besides the Bible, it is the top-selling book in the history of all books that have been written. So I think that is pretty cool. Amen. That a Christian book is doing that. Um, And so now we're doing what on earth are we here for? Um, And as Jeff mentioned, I want to kind of just celebrate that 60%, over 60% of all members and attendees at Living Word Chapel are connected to a small group. Awesome. Now, the other four out of 10, where are you at? We want to see you in a small group. We want you to be a part of it. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the importance of belonging. You were called to belong. Have you ever thought of the reality that God created men and women with a special design of family? When God created Adam and Eve... Uh, one of the, the greatest things that he told Adam was, go and multiply the earth. And Adam went, right? You, some of you guys got it. Some of you, you're not awake yet. The men got it. The women said, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Um, but even greater than that, we were created to be a part of God's family. Not just our immediate families, not not only our extended families, but we were created to be a part of God's family. And the Bible says, God is the one who made all things, and all things are for his glory. He wanted to have many children share his glory. How many of you want to share the glory of God? How many of you want to walk in the attributes of, of the Almighty? He, he desires for us to do that. Now Jesus came to the earth to make a way for us to be called the children of, of, of God. And it's important to understand that God the Father has always desired to have a relationship with you. He's always desired to have a relationship with your neighbors. He's always desired to have a relationship with those that you're working with or those that you're teaching as a, as a teacher. God wants to bring people into his family because God loves people. It really struck me when uh, Steve, our, our, our praise and worship leader, when he said that his life changed when he grabbed a hold of the fact that God loved him. And that's true. God loves all of us. And last week we learned that the first purpose of our lives is to be loved by God and for us to grab a hold of that and for us to walk in that. And then the second purpose, and you can write this down, the second purpose of my life is God formed me for his family. That is so huge. When you understand that God, who's a master designer of everything that is, every universe, all the, the cosmos, That he designed a family, and when he designed a family, he had you in mind. He had me in mind. You are part of his plan. In fact, the Bible says his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family. Tell your neighbor, that's awesome. That's awesome. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. So how do we become a part of God's family? Through Jesus Christ, he brings us unto himself through the cross of our Lord because the Lord has washed us clean of our sins and brought us into his family. It's amazing when you grab a hold of, a, of, of that fact. Uh, he died for your sins, and we can be real happy about that that you don't, got, you don't have to walk around in guilt or condemnation because Jesus died for all of our sins, but he rose from the dead to usher you into the eternal family of the living God. And there is nothing greater than that fact, that all of us have a father who loves us, and that love never ends, and that love never changes. It's unconditional. And he welcomes us into his family, and he wants for us to walk in that. So God's family... Is called what? What would you think the God's family is called? The church. So you can write that down. God's family is called the church. And Paul wrote these words to Timothy so that we understand that it's very biblical. He says, I'm writing to you so you will know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God, the support and the foundation of the truth. So it tells us that the church, and that's that's it's not a building. It's God's people. It's every person that's ever named Jesus a Savior. And and this is the foundation and the support of truth. You don't find truth at Walmart. You don't find truth at at, uh, Sam's Club. You don't find truth at Costco. You might find a present that you might want to give Pastor James for Christmas, but you don't find the truth (laughs) there. And so you find truth where? In the church. Because that's where God's word dwells. That's where God's word is is expounded on. God's people go everywhere and they permeate their, their society with God's truth. And that's a wonderful thing. And you know why? Because you were called to be a part of the family of the Almighty. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, the church is scattered all over the world and is beautifully expressed in local churches so we are not the church here we are a part of the church there are churches down the street that are preaching the gospel you can go this way on 77 you can go this way on 77 and everywhere you go you will find churches that are established local churches that are beautifully expressing the truth of the living god and we join together with them. We don't separate ourselves saying, oh, we're better than them. We're not better than anybody. All we are is a bunch of beggars who've come to the master for some wonderful bread. And he's given us bread. And because of that, and some of us, he's given us tortillas. Right? Let's just let's be honest. And because of that, we walk in the goodness of God, and, and He begins to shape us, He begins to change us, He begins to pour into us, and He does that by one method, and that method is the truth of the Word of God. We need to get this. I'm called to belong to His church. I'm called to belong to his church. When God was forming this world, he called you to be a part of his family, and that family is the church. Okay? So let's just think about it. Everywhere you go, you have to become a member, right? You gotta, you gotta get these little tags, and you become a member of Fry's, a member of Walmart. I don't know about if Walmart has them, but every other store you go to, and you gotta beep, you know, they. And you think, man, I'm getting good sales, and you are, right? And you're a member, member of Bashas', a member of Ace. Everywhere I go now, they say, "Do you have our members card?" No. Well, go ahead and fill it out, and then you do because you want to get 10% off, right? But God didn't call us to be a member of Fry's or a member of Bash's or a member of Ace Hardware. God called us to be a member of the church. Think about how huge that is. Not even to identify yourself with a denomination, but to identify you with the God of the universe and with a Savior, and that's Jesus Christ so you grab a hold of that, beloved. It'll change your life forever. You are a part of his very own family. Stop and grasp that. You are a part of his very own family. The Bible says, so now you are no longer visitors or strangers. Now you are citizens together with God's holy people you belong to God's family. So as we progress from understanding that God loves me and I'm called to be loved by God last week, it's a pretty natural progression to want to belong to God's family. In fact, Romans 1.6 puts it like this. You are among those who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. You are among those that have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. Who do you belong to? I, belo- I belong to Chamonix High School. No, no. Who do you belong to? I belong to a Sarco, Grupo Mexico, that I work over there. I belong to, to a Freeport, a McNamara. I belong to whatever. No, no, no. That's not who you belong to. You belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to the Reese's. I'm a Reese. No, 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 no. I'm more than a Reese, I'm a child of God. You belong to the family of God because you belong to Jesus Christ. You know, when Jesus went to the cross and he died for your your sins and my sins, he said, it is finished. It's completed. I paid the price for you, for everything you've done, for everything that you've thought, for everything that you're going to do. I paid the price so that you could belong to me. How many of you in here can say, I belong to Jesus I want to belong to Jesus. I'm not ashamed to belong to Jesus. I'm excited to belong to Jesus. You know, as we walked in today, um, I, I heard people in the back, and people were saying, man, there's energy in here. There's energy. Something's going on. Now, can I tell you something? It's not energy. It's just God. God. He dwells where his people are. And there's benefits to Belonging. You know that, that when you read the Bible, you find in the scriptures in the New Testament that, that God, he, he, he shows us different facets of the church, and he explains the church in, in, metaphorically or symbolically in different ways. For example, he says that the, that the church is, uh, uh, um, uh, it could be called a family, Right? He said that the church could be called, uh, it could be called the body, the body of Christ. You ever heard that? We are the body of Christ or we are the family of God. Um, He he, he said, he he also calls us the temple, the temple of God, so that you don't get confused about buildings. And you say, you know, when I go to church, I've gone to churches before. Um, In fact, when I was going to church as a kid, when people walked into the building, they acted really, really good. Raise it up. And so they, they, they never do that in these churches I'm talking about. <laughs> they, would never, they would go, I can't believe you brought a phone. And I'll tell you, text someone that's not here, tell them God loves them. So, so the reality here is that, that there, there's some churches that be, you think that the building is where God is. God's not in a building, God's in the hearts of his people. And and, and so you understand that there's a temple of God, right? God's temple, Uh, and then it calls it the God's flock. Jesus is a shepherd, and then we we see that uh, that He also calls the the His the church the vineyard, so God's garden, Amen. And we begin to get a big picture of how special the church is. And so there's five benefits we get from belonging. Tell your neighbor there's five. Five benefits. Give me a high five, neighbor. Give me, come on, give me something. Give me some of this. High five. There we go. There's five benefits. So the first benefit is in God's family, I learn my true identity. In God's family, I learn my true identity. The Bible says you are members of God's very own family. And you belong in God's household with every other Christian. You're not going to learn your true identity in the world. If if you're out there living in the world, if you're you're doing the things that the world does, you're not going to find your true identity in the world. You're not even going to find your true identity from your parents. Amen? How many of you have been in in a family that maybe is a little bit dysfunctional? Un poquito, un poquito. Can I tell you? That's all of us. We all have some dysfunctions. Amen. John Perez will say, "Oh yeah." Do you think you learn your true identity from your coworkers or your friends? No. Your true identity is found in Jesus Christ, and in His church. Have you noticed that every person is concerned about identity? It's why we buy the clothes we buy. Some of you buy Wranglers because all your exes are in Texas. (laughs) Ain't that right, Haas? Some of us, some of us, we identify. We wear 501 jeans, Levi's. Levi. Anyone ever wore Levi's 501? Bunfly. If you've worn 501, shrink to fit. You'll never get a better fit. All through high school, I would not wear anything but Levi's. They had to be 501, shrink to fit, with a white T-shirt. Because I thought that was cool. In fact, it's funny because for my for my mom's uh, funeral a couple uh, a month ago now, uh, my brother called me up. You know, my brother's handicapped, and he said, "Stop at this uh, specific store in Demi, New Mexico. They have button fi- button uh, 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 buttonfly five uh, hundred uh, ones shrink to fit. They got to be shrink to fit. Don't get them pre shrunk." All right, bro. But they, you identify with with with, uh, with Levi's, or you identify with uh, skinny jeans. How many of you wear skinny jeans? Some of, some of us have no business wearing skinny jeans. You ever, you ever seen someone wearing skinny jeans? And you're like, dude, you should be wearing huskies. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. Those don't flatter you, homie, you know? And some of you are thinking, man, I, I mean, Jack Cook, he's probably thinking, man, I'm going to buy me some skinny jeans for next week. <laughs> so as I, as I think about that, think about what I'm talking about, Levi's, Wrangler's, uh, how many of you shop at Buckle? Anyone shop at Buckle? You get Buckle jeans or, or Express jeans? Anyone? I'll talk to second Service about that, though. Yeah, my son, my son got a job at Buckle, and he said, Dad, these jeans are cool. He, said, he said, they start out at $100 apiece. I said, they make you cool, Dad. I said, they don't make you cool, son. They make you broke. <laughs> right? and so So you identify... With these jeans, but you identify with the logos, don't you? Do you do you realize that when a company puts a logo, they put a brand on their on their um, on their product? What kind of a computer am I using right now? Does anyone know? How would you ever guess that, right? So so the re- people identify. They identify. If you go to Starbucks, you get what? A logo with Starbucks, and people identify with that. But if you, if, you, if you grab a hold of how important that is, people all around us are identifying with the wrong things. We need to identify ourselves with God. And it doesn't matter if we have a Macintosh or a PC. It doesn't matter if we were Wranglers or Levi's. It doesn't matter if we have express jeans or buckle. It matters that we serve Jesus Christ. Amen? Because Jesus is a life changer. And Jesus wants to welcome us into the family. And he doesn't discriminate on what we wear. He doesn't discriminate on where we shop. He doesn't discriminate on what our background is. He loves us for who we are because that's who he is. He's a God of love. Amen? I, I, I get a lot of cards. And so every, every year I get cards, I put them in, in, this, in this little uh, binder. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And all these cards or, or letters are very encouraging of what God's doing in people's lives, and so if you send me a card, you you can uh, be sure that this one's from the high school because we did some some real special things at the high school, and they sent that uh, Seminole High School. And so I, I get a lot of different cards, and so I put them in, in this appreciation and thank you binder. And so this recently I got uh, this card, and I wanted to share it. It says, "Thank you for making church a place that we look forward to going every Sunday." Before LWC, I did not know this was possible. I've learned more about Scripture and its application in the past year than the previous 30 years combined attending somewhere else and mentioned the church, but I didn't think that was important. Never have I laughed so much in church, and we both, the, the, the ladies talking about her, her, her uh, child and her, we both look forward to, to see what each Sunday brings. Thank you. Can I tell you that this card is not really about me? And it's not really about Shauna. It's really about God. It's really about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and his family. God's people laugh. Did you know it's okay to laugh? Would you rather come to church and laugh than come to church and feel horrible about yourself? Or come to church and feel like there's no hope? We serve a God that gives us a lot of hope. He gives us encouragement. He gives us strength for every day. Here's what I know for sure is... There's good news because some of us needed to be restored by God because we came out of some pretty bad relationships. Say amen if you agree. Anyone been in a bad relationship? Can I tell you that it doesn't matter how bad or how dysfunctional or how vile your relationships were in the past, when you come to Jesus, you're brought into the family of God. And when you're brought into the family of God, you're brought into restoration. You're brought into reconciliation. You're you're brought into a place of love and acceptance. You're brought into a place where all the things that were are no more. Because he brings new things into your life. He begins to change us from the inside out. He begins to heal the hurts. He begins to minister to our needs. And guess who he uses? Guess who he uses? People that have been restored, people that have been broken, people that have had bad relationships, people that have been in vile relationships that have been restored, their minds have been made clean, and their hearts have been washed. There's nothing like the family of God. There's no one like the God that we serve. The second very important thing is in God's temple, I'm supported by others. Tell someone, I'm not alone on this journey. That was very weak. Tell someone, I'm not alone on this journey. Amen. We have others that are alongside of each one of us. You know, I see Carl and Maggie right there. Carl is a deacon at Living Word Chapel and they're sitting right there. You know that Carl doesn't leave Maggie's side, Maggie doesn't leave uh, Carl's side because they love each other. But can I tell you something? In the family of God, you got someone that's going to hold you up when you're down. You're going to have someone that's going to strengthen you when you go through the most difficult times. You know, this this, uh, building will speak volumes to us because this building, if you look At your walls, you see block. And then you see mortar in between. You know, each one of those blocks are are held together by the mortar, but those blocks are solid. And each one is very important to the other one. You cannot keep building without one one on each side and one going on top of the other. Amen? And it's the same in the family of God. God doesn't use blocks. He uses people. And He puts each one alongside And he keeps building and building and building and building. And every person is important to the other person. Every person is unique. Every person has certain giftings. Every person has special abilities. Every person makes the word of God become special. Every person makes the church a better place. Amen? The Bible says, I want, I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. At LWC, we have a lot of, a lot of different ministries. We have three in particular that really help people to, number one, understand their identity. And then also, maybe you've had some things happen in your life that you need to be restored and built up. And one of these ministries is called Celebrate Recovery. And recently, I got flooded with cards. I just, I, I got, there was cards that were coming in, and they were just thanking the ministry, thanking Living Word Chapel, thanking me about what God is doing in their life. And I want to read a couple of them. The first I want to read says, Pastor James, I wanted to say thank you For you supporting CR, the program saved my life and my soul. It is a blessing. I feel free. Thank you so much. God bless. And notice the last words, love you. You see, love comes out of a place where you were in despair and you've been healed. Instead of hate, instead of untrust, love begins to permeate your life. Because you've been changed by the Almighty. Another person wrote this. Thank you for providing the opportunity to attend CR classes at Living Word. This experience has been amazing and brought me closer to God. I have always carried the burden of my transgressions. This class helped me create a relationship with God that lifted that burden. It took the weight off of my heart. I have become a better person and I have learned to forgive myself for my character flaws. I have also learned to accept God's forgiveness, which is so much more difficult than it sounds. Having Carrie as a group leader was such a blessing. Her kind heart and life wisdom has brought her to this place to help others. In attending Living Word, I see how up-to-date the church is in terms of applying Scripture to everyday life. Celebrate Recovery is just another example of this. Thank you for providing this opportunity. Can I tell you that the letters are about more than CR or any ministry we offer at LWC? These letters are about God building up people and restoring hearts and restoring lives. Everyone has a story. Everyone is a testimony in the making. But what good is a testimony if you don't ever share it, amen? What good is, that's why we have those leaves. What good is it if God is doing great things in your life and you never share it? The devil wants to put a muzzle on you. The devil doesn't want you to share. The devil doesn't want you to be excited about God. But when you serve God, when you love God because he loves you, when you're around his family, you get excited and you come share the good things that God is doing in your life. Number three, In Christ's body, I discover my unique value. I'm convinced that every person has an unreached capacity. Each of us is uniquely gifted to bring glory to God. And we grow in this gifting together. We use this gifting to make each other better. That's why the church is called the body. The Bible says, just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it. And it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different, a different work to do. So we, we belong to each other. And each of us needs all the others. I was thinking about this. I was putting this together. And I was doing my typing. And I was saying, man, these hand, my hands work amazing. And, and I love to type. I would really do, A, S, D, F, J, K, L, colon. I love that. I just love it. And I thank God for Mr. Rodriguez, who in high school would give me, he'd say, you need, he, I remember, A, S, D, F, J, K, L, colon. A, B, C, D, E, right? And you learn, but how important are my hands? And then I I learned, I thought about it. My index finger is so important. With my index finger, I point. And sometimes I'll say, glory to you, Lord. Glory to you. I'll point to the one that deserves glory. And my middle finger, it's very important. It makes my hand strong. With my middle finger, I can pick things up. You know, it'd be a lot harder to do that. When I do this, it's a lot easier. I've got a lot more balance. But my middle finger, if it goes off on its own, it gets me into trouble. I won't show you. (laughs) But I could. And it teaches me something important. It teaches me that when we go off on our own, it gets us into trouble. We need the body of Christ. You know, some of you, can I tell you, you're hung up on things you shouldn't be hung up on. Can I tell you that a lot of people... They struggle with pastors. Hey, Rick Warren, you know, you, you say, Rick Warren, you know, this his big pastor, can I tell you about, something about Rick Warren? He's important to the body of Christ. You know that Rick Warren has sold more books, millions and millions of books. You know what he does with that? Everything goes back into the ministry. Every person in the body we should be praying for, we should be excited for, we should be loving what God is doing, Amen? Don't let the devil come in. Don't let the devil put pride in your life. Don't let the devil put walls in your life that keep you from becoming all that God wants you to become. Don't be that middle finger. Do I show you what it looks like? No. I need my middle finger, but I don't want it on its own. Amen? The Bible says in Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. Hear me now. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. Now think about it. I said some things that are very important because I believe the Holy Spirit wanted, me, wanted some of you to hear this. Get over thinking that you're more important or that there's other pastors more important. I'm not more important than anyone else. We are all a part of the body of Christ. I'm not hearing any amens. We are all a part of the body of Christ. The fourth is in God's flock. I'm protected and I'm cared for. I'm not on my own. I have other people looking out for me. Not only is God looking out for me, but God's people are looking out for me. They have they have God's best interest in mind. One of our leaders recently came. One of our, one of our, one of a, a very strategic, important leader came to, to me recently. He said, I, 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 I've got so much going on in my life. I'm overwhelmed with the burdens of this world. I got things going on. I just, I just want to quit. We brought them together, the leadership team came together. We gathered around him with one purpose, and that was to build him and his family up. We told him, take a sabbatical, take a time of rest and restoration, and let us help you and your family through this difficult time in your life. Can I tell you why? Because we need each other to strengthen each other. And when I'm going through a difficult time, I trust in the Lord, and I trust that people like Mike West is going to be there for me. Elder Mike and, and, and Pastor Mike to, to be, that's to be announced. And, and as Mike is there, I'm not, I'm horrible at, announce, I, I just bring things out too quick. But Mike is there to, to hold me up, to restore me. Pastor Jeff, when I'm going through a difficult time, he's there to restore me, to help me when I'm going through some difficulties. I know that I, there are people here, Jack Cook, who will be there to hold me up. And help me. There's protection in the flock of God. Can I tell you that the devil wants to isolate you? When you say, I, I, I'm not going to go to church because they're doing this, or doing that, or whatever. You, the devil puts all things in your mind. That's the devil trying to take you out so that he can isolate you and get you. There's protection in the flock because we have the master shepherd. And then we have under shepherds that should be there. To help the flock out. The Bible says take care of God's flock. He speaks to pastors and elders. Take care of God's flock. His people that you are responsible for. Watch over them because you want to. Not because you are forced to do it. So every time I go before the Lord. Every time I have to come in and and submit myself to that. And say Lord I'm not forced to be here. You called me into this position. You called the elders into this position. We want to help your people and strengthen them for your glory. But it doesn't stop there. Every single one of us should be helping each other out. Every person in here should be strengthening each other out. None of us should be doing this on our own. We should all be there for each other. The Bible says, encourage each other and give each other strength. Notice that the Bible doesn't say encourage each other and give each other a headache. Where do you carry your stress? I carry my stress right here. My wife carries her stress right here. When she's stressed, she's, my, my her stomach gets messed up. When I'm stressed, I get a pain in the neck. So what I tell people is the people are a pain in the neck. (laughs) But that's not true. God called me to pour into people. God called us to encourage each other and to strengthen each other. Andrew, you're called to strengthen Russ. You're called to strengthen Elle. Tracy, you're called to strengthen. Mackie, we're called to help each other. We're better together in the flock. Amen? The last thing, and I got to hurry. In God's garden, my life becomes productive. The church is also called the branches, Jesus is a vine. And as we abide in Christ, as we abide, as we are connected to the vine, the Bible says that we will bear fruit. In fact, the Bible puts it like this A branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful apart from me, Jesus said. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce mucho, 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 much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nada. naranjas nothing you want to be productive how many of you want to be productive you're only going to do that by being connected to the garden it's not a bad thing to be connected Can I tell you something? I always believe that we will have the greatest children's ministry. I always believe we're going to have the greatest student ministry. I always believe we're going to have the best small groups. I I believe we're going to have the best whatever you want to call it, any kind of ministry. Why? Because we're connected to the vine. We're connected to Jesus. And we will not be productive without that. Amen? I'm going to pray, but before I pray, I want to just share this thought. Now, the garden of God is his church. And you're able to connect and you're able to serve. You're able to. You're privileged to. Tell someone, I'm privileged to connect. I'm privileged. This is a privilege right here. Can I tell you why it's a privilege? Because the angels, the angels, they look and they go, wow. And they join together in worship. And they worship him up there in heaven. When you work with a child, you're privileged You're privileged to pour into that child because the world's going to pour into them. Let us pour into them the things of God. When you have a teen, you're privileged. Let me tell you something. The devil wants to keep you disconnected because he knows of what a difference you're going to make for the glory of God. You know, the letters about CR are about people that are bearing fruit because they are connected. They come every week, and they, they don't care what people say. They, they, they're, they're, they're tired of identifying with the world. They're tired of, of, of trying to live up to the world's expectations. They say, "God, what do you have for me?" And they're coming. And there's one lady, okay So Rosetta Tafoya is the director of CR, but she's raised up people, and Carrie Johnson is one of the ladies that they talked about. Carrie Johnson. she was broken. She had been struggling with drug addictions she gave her life to Jesus and she started going through CR and the Lord cleansed her, the Lord got her married and now she leads one of our groups and is pouring into the lives and changing the lives of people because she connected to the vine. Every one of you in here, it's time to stop sitting and connect and make a difference for the glory of the Almighty. Because we can. Amen. And because we're privileged too. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for loving me. You love me despite my faults and my failures. And thank you for loving me enough to bring me into your family through my faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, your family is full of people with failures and past mistakes. It's full of people who still make mistakes and will continue because we all are imperfect. Only you, God, are perfect. And you've accepted me and you've cleansed me of my sins. And you're growing me up with others who trust in you into a healthy body and a loving family and a fruitful garden, a beautiful temple, and a protective flock. So Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your care for us. And our trust is in you and you alone. Amen.